Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Right now, we go back out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. He is the Browns beat reporter for the Akron Beacon Journal. And it's going to be good to catch up with him here on the just a couple hours away from Super Bowl Sunday getting started. Chris Easterling joining us on the on the hotline. Chris, what's going on, my man? Not much. How are you doing? Good. I want to start with this. I'm asking everybody, what is the best Super Bowl party side dish? So not your wings and your pizza, your big your big ticket items. What is the side dish that 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 Chris Easterling is diving into first if you're at a Super Bowl party? You know, I'm a sucker for a good cheese dip. Mm. Okay. Like a good buffalo cheese dip. Yeah. I know, uh, yeah, yeah, I could probably fill up on that pretty pretty okay. easily. Okay, I like that answer. Could be a tease to uh, what's coming from one of us here in studio later on. We'll see. But I appreciate you playing along my game. Um, All right, this has kind of been one of my topics for today as I look at this matchup and I look at these two teams, and we're all being, you know, outsiders of the two markets that are playing. We're all kind of just trying to, like, break it down and see, figure out for ourselves, like, which team has the advantage and just kind of have some fun with it, but it's a little more lax in that way. But as you look at these two teams – um, which one are the Browns closer to being in, I guess, even the next year and beyond in terms of trying to win a Super Bowl? Are they closer to being the Eagles and following that route or the Chiefs and being kind of in that category? I think Philly. I, I mean, I think mm. if you you look at the construction of the roster, you, you look at Philly, the th- and the reason why I actually think the Eagles win today uh, is because of the line of scrimmage. And, and you look and, you know, they have a great offensive line. The Browns, I, I think, when healthy, have a really good offensive line. Defensive line, um, you know, they got guys like Hassan Reddick coming off the edge. You know, you go across that line, it's, it's great for Philly. I think the Browns, you obviously start with Miles Garrett. That's where get a couple of, get a couple of good defensive tackles this offseason – to help bolster that, and I think you're on the way to being what what Philly has. You know, you look mm. Jalen Hurts, Deshaun Watson. You know, running strong running game. I, I think you're you know maybe another receiver away from having. You know, I, I'm not saying you have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, but you know, you have a, a solid receiving core. You know, I think the secondary actually isn't as bad as. Some people think I think you have quality three quality cornerbacks. I actually thought Grant Delpit played better in the second half of the you know the regular season this past year. Mm-hmm. You know, so interesting to see what he what he can do. Now you have to figure out you know 
JJ three and you know, or what did you want to do with that other safety spot? But if you ask me who they're closer to, I think it's Philly. And, and you know, because I think the Chiefs are just sort of unique in what they are. You know, I mean, you got a guy like Mahomes and you know Travis Kelsey and, and whatnot. So. Mark me down for the Eagles with that. All right, so I like this because we we disagree here. I, I've been saying the Chiefs all throughout the show, mostly because, and this is the way I look at it, like you bring up the Eagles, and I and I listen, great points on the offensive line, especially in the trenches, but I, I look, and the biggest difference for me with the Eagles is that that defense, and even on offense, but especially on defense, like they are so deep, and I think that is something the Browns are just really lacking and it's not something that is just easily fixable in like one off season. Like that takes time to accumulate the type of talent that they have from top to bottom starters on down on that side of the ball. So I don't know that it's a, there's a clear cut path to get there where I look and I say, listen, if the Browns get their defense into, I mean, cause the chiefs defense has kind of been middle of the road, maybe bottom third of the NFL in some categories this year. And they've just kind of been opportunistic. And I think that they're closer to getting into that category as a defense than maybe where the Eagles are. And then I look and I say, listen, the only thing really holding this team back is what happens with Deshaun Watson. If he becomes a top 10, top five quarterback talent like he was, then I think the sky's the limit and we can maybe compare them to the Chiefs in that way. So that's my argument on it. But I I like where your head's at, but that's why I disagree. I I mean, I I don't... the, the problem is Deshaun Watson, all due respect, I don't think you're ever going to see Deshaun Watson be Patrick Mahomes. Okay, and to clarify, go ahead, go what? ahead. I was going to say to clarify, no. like, I don't put, I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I don't even know if we could say he was Patrick Mahomes before all the stuff that happened. I, I just think if he's in that top five quarterback conversation, that he kind of eliminates a lot of the as we see Mahomes do, like he erases a lot of flaws and top five quarterbacks tend to do that. I, I can see that, but, but I just look at, I look at that chiefs offense and I, it's just so unique because mm. what you have with Travis Kelsey, how they gear that, you know, I read someplace this week, I forget who wrote about it, but you know, they talked about how when the chiefs made over their receiving core, yeah. Or, or tweak their receiving court when they traded Tyreek to, to Miami. You know, everything was geared specifically toward that offense, you know, how they run their scheme. And I think that's why the, the Chiefs are just such a unique – I just think they're such a unique entity, especially on offense, that I, I just think Philly is more the path that you're going to – and to be quite honest, I think Philly's the path the Browns want to take offensively. I mean, I think that's what they kind of want their offense to look like because of how, you know, how much they mix between the running game and then, you know, a, a mobile quarterback who could, you know, move around and, and, and still throw the ball downfield. I like it. I, and listen, I like that we disagree a little bit, too. It makes it a little more fun to have the conversation. Chris Easterling of the Akron Beacon Journal joining us here on the hotline. You mentioned maybe modeling themselves after the Eagles, and particularly on offense. How different do you think this offense will look next year? Maybe how close to that Eagles offense do you think they can get, knowing that's an RPO style? They like to kind of mix and match the run a little bit. How different from what we saw this year, Deshaun Watson for six games, could it look as we hear things about how Deshaun and Kevin Stefanski are going to sit down and kind of map out what they think they need to do differently? Well, I, I think it all comes down to what, you know, how much, what, what is it that Deshaun wants to do? 
because I think that's ultimately what you have to do. It, it, you know, Kevin's got to get on the same page with Deshaun as much as Deshaun has to get on the same page with Kevin. Because, it, it, I mean, it, a player like that, it, I mean, is so unique that you have to, you have to, what, what are you comfortable with, Deshaun? What can we do to build an offense around you? And, and I think that's where, you know, I, I think dramatically different. I mean, and I think it's all dependent. It's all on Deshaun, really. You know how much of you know how how much is the last one of those six games this year just Deshaun shaking off the rust, getting back to playing NFL football, and how much of that is just well, that's what Deshaun Watson is now, and we're not going to find that out until September. I'm curious, Chris, because if the, if it's going to take a revamp of the offense this offseason to kind of get this thing back on track and and move things forward offensively. I I just wonder, like, when they traded for him, why wasn't the offense more sort of built in the way that he wanted it? Was it just simply because they knew he was going to be suspended, and so they were like, well, we're going to try to salvage it and win with Jacoby Brissett in the meantime? Because it seems like they would have fleshed out a lot of that through – I mean, A, I guess the conversations that they were having with Deshaun when they were trying to trade for him, he always raves about how great he he seems to work with Stefanski and how he likes where his head's at with things and how his offense works. So it just kind of seems weird to me that it's now going into year two with Deshaun, and I get that he was suspended, and it took now to have that conversation when that wasn't maybe part of the math before. Do you get what I'm saying? I understand, but I think some of it you just have to – it's trial by fire. I think some of – I'm not saying that – they're not going to come out in a wildly different offense. I mean – Okay. The, 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 roots of the, the roots of what they're going to see next year, I think you see – you saw bits and pieces of those last six games as they sort of, you know, trial and errors will see. And now that they've gotten six games – Deshaun had six games to kind of run – do a, you know, it, it's kind of like going through an a la carte line. You know, I like this. I, I don't like that. How, how can we make more of this? I, I, I don't think they're wildly revamping it. It's more just, you know, kind of pairing the, you know, changing, you know, pairing the offense, you know, to, you know, what, what they did, pairing it to Deshaun. Okay. To, to Deshaun's strengths more than, Hey, we're just going to, you know, we're going to tear the whole playbook up and we're just going to create a new one whole clock. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. No, that's a, that's a good explanation. Chris Easterling, again, of the Acrobeca Journal. Join us. You can follow him on Twitter at C Easterling ABJ. All right. So, Chris, it's 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Super Bowl's over. The dust is settled. Everyone's 0 and 0 again. What is the first thing that Andrew Barry and the Browns are working on as they dive headfirst into the offseason? I think it's figuring out how they get cap room. Mm. I think that's what they have to do. They have to figure out, okay, how are we creating the cap room that we need? You know, how, what contracts are we restructuring? What are we doing with JJ3? What, what can we do to give ourselves enough maneuverability to be able to, to turn this thing around, to make the moves we need to make, to be in playoff contention and, actually be in the playoffs at the, you know, in January of 2024. I think that's the first thing they've got to, and I'm sure that's what they've been doing now even, but that's the first thing they have to answer before they can 
go out and, and do anything else because despite the cap going up, well, you know, you got Deshaun suddenly going from like 9% of the cap to 20 something percent of the cap. You know, you, you have yeah. to deal with some of that. So once I, I think that's the, that's the, that's mission number one. And then from there, everything else kind of falls into place, whether it's, another receiver, defensive tackle help, linebacker help, all of those things then kind of slide in behind that. I think it's safe to assume that Deshaun may be one of the key pieces in figuring out the financial situation in terms of maybe restructuring his deal to push some money down the line. Who else? I, I, Go ahead. I would imagine everybody that pretty – I would imagine Joel, okay. Wyatt, Miles even. I, I mean, I, I think anybody who's recent Mamari – you know, Cooper, I mean, uh, just about anybody who's recently signed an extension, <laughs> I would imagine they'll go and like, look, how can we, you know, how can we work this out? You still get your money, but we kind of, you know, because again, it, it, it behooves them to do it all. Yeah. Yeah. The player, because it's like, well, if you're not going to help us, then don't blame, don't get mad at us because we didn't improve the team enough. For you to take well, take advantage of, of your, sure. the window of opportunity for you. Yeah, you knew exactly where I was going. I was going to sort of ask who else we could be up for that. But yeah, I, th- I mean, you're right. That that kicking the can down the line is just uh, normal business practice, business as usual in the NFL these days. All right, I'll get you out of here. What's your prediction for the game tonight? Who wins and why? Uh, Eagles 27 24. It's a line of scrimmage game, and mm-hmm. I just like the Eagles at the line of scrimmage. The, be- the better quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, no doubt about it. But I just like, you know, it's sort of like a couple of years ago when they played Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. I think it comes down to who wins that line of scrimmage, and I think the Eagles can win the line of scrimmage. I love it. Good stuff, Chris. Chris Easterling of the Akron Beacon Journal. Always a good conversation. Had some good stuff to say about the Browns as they enter offseason mode. First thing tomorrow morning. Again, follow him on Twitter, at C Easterling. ABJ. Always appreciate the time, my friend. I'm sure we'll have uh, plenty of conversations to come during the offseason, my man. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. Take care. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.